Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. I'm Beatrice Murad, and today I'm joined by Michelle Ander. Hello. And April Collins. Hi there. Today we are in catch-up mode. I was on vacation and OVA was on overdrive with She-Ra and Infinity Train coverage. So today we will be discussing not one, but two episodes. Episode 18 and episode 19 of Fruits Basket. Warning, spoilers for everything that has aired up to this point. Some of us have read the manga. Some of us have seen the early 2000s version of the anime. But we won't be spoiling anything beyond episode 19. You can find out more information about this podcast at OverlyAnimated.com. You can subscribe to us on iTunes at OverlyAnimated.com slash iTunes. You can find us on Spotify. Link is on our website. And you can also find us on YouTube at YouTube.com slash OverlyAnimated. All right. So before we get started, I just want to warn listeners that this podcast will be discussing things related to suicide. So consider this your trigger warning. Um so sorry, but it's the show gave us no choice, no choice. Um, and also warning, there is an episode on the show that we're going to be discussing that has a lot of transphobia in it. So if this is something that triggers you as well, again, I apologize for having to talk about it, but we have to engage with the bad things the show does. Um, yeah. So, so sorry. All right. So let's get into these <laughs> general <laughs> thoughts. I just want to say, you keep saying sorry, and it's like, wow, you're really channeling Ritsu right now. <laughs> <laughs> you're absolutely right. Um, that's actually really funny. I was like, you know what? Of all the Zodiacs, Ritsu is the one I relate to the most. <laughs> you know, I, 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 I apologize totally a lot. Like, know. I apologize to an absurd degree. And it's like, it is, a, it, it's such a, a yeah. Anyway. Sorry. Okay. So, general thoughts. You stop that. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's thoughts. catching. It is. It is. Um, tell me what you thought of these two episodes, Michelle. I really, really, really liked episode eighteen. Um, I, I I feel like episode nineteen was a mixed bag, but episode eighteen was so good. I loved getting more from Yuki, and I just love that the show is reaching a point now where, of course, Toto is gonna have her moment of having like a speech that you know dazzles somebody in need in the Soma family. But now, like the other Zodiac members are starting to talk to each other and support each other too. So like, there's it's not as on Toto as it used to be, and that's kind of like a really good stepping stone, I think, for this show. Because both episodes have characters who aren't Toru, like, supporting each other. And that seems like a kind of recent development. And I'm, like, so for it. So that's a big plus. Um, the tiger form of Kisa is the cutest thing. I know. I know. That's, like, even when she's chomping down on somebody, I'm like, oh, my God, she's so cute. What an angry, feisty kitty. But, uh, <laughs> oh, man. I mean, yeah, there's a lot to talk about. So I'll I'll be brief for now. But... Yeah, I, episode 18 was great. I can say that at least wholeheartedly. Yeah, yeah. April, what about you? So my feelings very much reflect Michelle's. Um, <laughs> episode 18 is, like, was my favorite by far. Uh, episode 19 is, I, I mean, there are some nice moments, but it's also a, a big disappointment, which we're obviously going to get into. Um, but, like, I thought Ritsu's monkey form was kind of cute, too, and I don't like monkeys at all, and I was like, oh, come here, I want to hold you, like, and then, like, same with, like, Kisa, I was like, oh, it's Tiny Tiger, come, come cuddle with me, like, both of you can come cuddle in my bed, I've got a weighted blanket, and we can just wait this out together, uh, so, um, but, yeah, like, my my feelings pretty much reflect Michelle's. So and I'm and I'm really glad like I, Michelle brought up the how the Zodiac members are starting to rely on each other more. And I think that's just something really great is that they're like building kind of 
it's like their own internal like network and uh, which is obviously something that's kind of new for them and you can you can tell um but they've seemed to like adapted to it like greatly and also like that's great that toru's like some of that pressure is coming off of her as well um you know because it seemed like everyone's like oh toru's our therapist let's go run to her but that's not the case anymore so they kind of have each other just to support each other and that's just like that's growth in and of itself yeah yeah it is i think that is crucial progress that cannot be understated the fact Uh, that yeah 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 i like um, fully agree like like it it's just kind of like incredible to see that and like for them to like come so far and like i mean really like like, for all of them to come that far is just really great. Like, as someone who is, like, also, like, personally going through therapy and all of that type of stuff, like, being able to reach out to others is, like, a huge, huge step. So, um, I'm proud of you, Soma family. Like, way to go. <laughs> yeah. Talk to me when, like, what's his name? Akito? Talk to me yeah. when he's, like, he's dealt with. <laughs> yeah. So much. So like, well, I will, I will, 52. Exactly. Like, I, I will, I'll give them, like, I definitely, this is huge, but also they still got a lot of work to do. Oh, um, yeah, for sure. <laughs> but before we dive deeper into these episodes, I do want to say that my favorite Zodiac showed up finally. Oh, it's the tiger girl? Oh, it's the tiger girl. Yay! Oh, she's so cute. So I don't know if it's like, if I should be worried of how poorly I remember the manga. <laughs> no, it's been years, hasn't it? Yeah. It's been like a it's been a solid decade. Yeah, it's a long time. Yeah. There's a there's a, a panel in the manga, which is the one where she's like where like basically she transforms back into her human form and she's still biting Todu's like oh, oh, That's so cute. That panel is the clearest memory I have of Fruits Basket more than anything like I just be so like oh this poor child like oh no she's crying and she's biting her hand and it must hurt but oh my god this poor child Um, (laughs) and I just the fact that she and again I remembered it so poorly because I did not know this is how it was gonna go I was like wait doesn't isn't okay so yeah I don't know if I should be worried but I'm just saying so much he says she's my favorite. Tigers are the best. I oh man, I love tigers. Anyway, um, <laughs> this is a good fun fact about you, Beatrice. I know it's I'm all, learning something. It's all about bunnies and tigers for me. So, Tommy <laughs> Jinkies are my favorites. Not a surprise. All right, so let's get into episode 18. What are your initial thoughts on Kisa? Like, she's like the only female zodiac we've met so far besides kagura yes and kagura oh, oh my yeah. god kagura i'm so sorry <laughs> we forgot kagura again <laughs> <Okay. laughs> all up now yeah i was blinded by the cuteness of the tiger that i forgot the cuteness of the boar i am so sorry kagura um it, okay question is kagura's zodiac like animal transformation still the cutest or is this kiza take it like oh, is it the boar hard. or the t- Really like they're both really cute. Yeah. They're yeah. They're cute in their own ways. Yeah, they are. He's uh-huh. just like got that cat element that's just so Michelle can't relatable. That. I know. Like, okay. <laughs> he says the, the tiger and she's like sitting in the corner and she's like all mad and she's turned away and Yuki's like, Kisa, come apologize. And she's yeah. like, no. I know. I was like, oh my god, she's like such a cat. She's got all these cat instincts. I just loved it. And the fact that Toru, like when she first sees her, she's like, oh, what a cute cat. And then everyone's like, oh, no, that's not she's a like, cat. this is a person. This is a human child. <laughs> This is a human child in tiger form. <laughs> but um, but yeah, so tell me your thoughts on Kisa. Like, what do you think? Like, how, I mean, how could anyone bully her? Like, how? It's, a, it's like such a unique form of bullying, too. Like, yeah. that they're, because what is it? They're, like, upset about her hair color. It's and then... Nice. Like, looks different and yeah. not like a normal Japanese little girl, I guess. Yeah. Quote unquote and, normal. Yeah. But 
But then, like, it's it's interesting, too, that they're just like, oh, well, like, we're just going to ignore you. And I'm like, that is so cruel. <laughs> Why are mm-hmm. kids the worst? Yeah. So yeah. I, oh, uh, my heart goes out to her so much, like, because no one wants to be bullied, like, ever. And, like, she, li- she literally did nothing wrong. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. Michelle, like, what is, what's your, like, thoughts on, on Kisa and her situation, at least when we first meet her? It's, like, sadly believable that she would be bullied. I mean, because I, I, I have to wonder, so, like, her classmates, you know, they're, they're all, like, basic people who don't have fun eyes and hair colors, I guess, because this is, like, a recurring <laughs> thing that Karyu has dealt with this, Kyo has dealt with this, I'm sure Yuki has, too, but, I mean, because I guess, like, they ask her, like, like, why is your hair and eye color like that, and she's like, I just is, and they don't know what to do with that, like, they, they're the ones who feel uncomfortable about her, her presumed differences, so they they attack her in subtle ways that the teacher, I guess, can't cipher out. They would laugh at her when she'd say anything. They just flat out ignored her and isolated her. And that's a very malicious form of bullying, but it's also the kind of bullying that flies under the radar. So I think that's part of like what makes the teachers know so terrible, too. It's yeah. like it, it, yeah. it's, it can't be on the girl who's being targeted to fix the problem. That's not how yeah. bullying works. And that's yeah. part of what Yuki gets into. He's like, so like the teacher's solution is for her to just love herself because no one can, she like says in the letter, like no one can love, like be nice to you or love you if you don't love yourself first. And Yuki's like, that's literally the opposite of what needs to happen. Right, yeah. right, right. When, when you're that sad, you can't think of nice things about yourself. That feels like a lie. It doesn't feel true because you're that down. So it takes somebody else showing you kindness for you to start feeling like you're worth something. So it's just, like, I think it's, like, so relatable and super sad. And, like, it's no wonder she stopped talking. Because, like, they would make fun of her every time she tried talking. She didn't have any friends in her class. Like, it's just, I just feel really sad. But, I mean, the ending was, like, kind of uplifting. But I also felt bad that she, like, it seemed like part of her resolution was also that she just had to, like, kind of stick it out and try harder to overcome it. Which like I I like I guess that's a solution, but also like I don't know if it should all be on her to just fix everything. I don't know. Right. Yeah. Like I got where Yuki was coming from when he was giving her the pep talk, and I was glad that he was giving her a pep talk because Yuki's probably never done that before with anyone. So <laughs> that was good baby steps for him too, reaching out to somebody else. Okay. All right. You bring up a really interesting point. I was gonna leave this for later, but let's just talk about it now. So Yuki's advice like pep talk advice mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. yuki's toru moment i guess is the best way to describe it <laughs> <laughs> so <Toro> okay moment. <laughs> just to give everybody uh, uh you, you've seen the episode but again just to remind everyone that the teacher gave a letter like like uh kisa received a letter from her uh homeroom teacher being like i'm back you need a you know you should love yourself um and Yuki just kind of goes like, how can you learn to love yourself when the whole point is that you only see the things you hate? Mm-hmm. And yep. he, and he's, I'm with him at that point. I'm like, yeah, hundred percent. Like it's not, it's not so you can't just so easily say like, just love yourself and get over it. It's like, no, it's so much more, it's so much more difficult than that. So much more complicated than that. Um, And on top of all that, it's like, she, there's that whole section of like, her feeling ashamed and embarrassed about being bullied, which yeah, we can exactly. get into a bit later. So it's like, there's so much happening. But then he goes, Yuki goes, only when someone says they love you, are you able to love yourself? And I don't know how. I, yeah, I, I don't think like the thing is, he says like only I'm like, it sure is nice for someone yeah, else to love you yeah. when you hate yourself, but that's not always going to happen when you need it to. So there, there needs to be others like things you can do <laughs> to, to kind of help your situation along. I mean, 
And again, like I get what you keep saying, but like I don't think it's quite as much of an ultimatum as it's like, at least like th- that implies. Yeah, it's yeah. like when people are like, "Oh, you're sad. We'll just be happy." Like it doesn't work that way. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and so it's kind of like. I don't know, because, like, the teacher is like, oh, well, like, you have to love yourself, otherwise how is anyone else going to love you? And I'm like, well, I mean, that's not, like, entirely true. It's kind of harsh. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like, oh, maybe you should tell the other kids to be nice to her. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there's nothing wrong with her. Well, and the other thing is, like, that gets me, too, with, like, the teacher's note. I, I know, like, we're back on the teacher's note, but she, like, in the teacher's note, she also says, like, oh, don't don't you want to come back to, like, your friends and your class? And I'm like, you're the teacher. You should be the first to notice that, like, she doesn't have friends. Like, why? You know what I mean? Like, because I always feel like teachers are always really keen on stuff like that. And so for her to just be like, oh, come back to your friends in class, like, come on now, like, do you really not pay that much attention in class? Like, is your classroom size too large? Like, what, like, what is inhibiting you from being a proper, like, teacher? So. I don't know, I feel like it's, yeah. it's hard, though, because, like, part of this is because, like, these are little girls bullying yeah. her, and I feel like not, you know, stereotype aside, like, the passive-aggressive nature of, like, you know, girl bullying can lead to just, like, just, like, the way you get to your victim is by being so subtle that it flies under the radar of a teacher. It's not like you're beating them up in class. Yeah. You're, 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 you're just, like, weakening their, their, their morals by just, like, making them feel terrible about themselves. And I think, like, too, the teacher... I don't think she even honestly knows that she's being bullied. She just, like, sees this girl who's sad, who doesn't Mm -hmm. have any friends. The other kids don't seem to like her. And she mistakenly assumes, like, oh, she's not trying hard enough. If she wasn't so down on herself, people would like her and she'd have friends. And then she writes this whole note about it, and it's completely wrong. Yeah. But I feel like the the teacher... I don't know. Like, I don't like anything she wrote in that letter, but I don't, I think like it's, it's believable to me that she wouldn't necessarily notice that she's being bullied if it's in such a subtle way at the same time. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just like, I'm just thinking, shouldn't the teacher, instead of saying, Hey, she should fix yourself. It says she should be, she should say, Hey, I, even if she can't speak for the other kids, she can be, she can just say, hey, I miss you. I, I missed your presence in class. Like, I yeah. hope you do come back, whatever. Exactly. You know, there's a, there's a way to say things. And that is not the way that she should have said things. Or he, well, I don't know. support. Like, you can yeah. always come and talk to me, even if, like, you know, she wouldn't yeah. do that because she's ashamed mm-hmm. of the bullying. Just, like, offer her a chance to connect with the teacher and to get support because it's like the being in school that's causing all the stress in the first place. She needs somebody there that's on her side to get through this. Well, it can't just be on her. Yeah. Well, and the other thing that like, I guess just really sucks about that situation is that like, even her mom doesn't seem to be like, like that, like connecting for her. So, yeah. and that's something else that they like bring up too, or, or you know, because they kind of reminisce on like the whole Momiji situation. And so, um, and like, because her, her mom's just like, "Can you just stop causing trouble for me?" And I'm like, "Wow, rude!" First off, like, and then like, no wonder she doesn't want to talk. Like, you don't care yeah. enough to listen. Like, yeah. So. <laughs> okay, but, can we? But, I was oh, yeah. I was also going to say, like, like I get, like, Yuki's, like, advice kind of thing, because sometimes, like, like, if you're so, sometimes if you're so far, like, down the rabbit hole um, of, like, depression, it's, like, you, ju- you do not see any of the, like, the positive things, and so sometimes it does take someone for you to, like for you to kind of come to, like, that realization as well. So, or even if it's just someone, like, to, like, obviously you would be, like, trying to better yourself for yourself, but then sometimes, like, that extra motivation of, like, okay, well, like, Toru, like, you know, loves me and I want to get better so that I can love her back. Or, you know what I mean? Like, or properly love her back or something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. 
Well, that makes sense. Because, like, I will say, even though I think the the advice you could give to her of, like, you just need to, like, fix this with these people and be better than them to succeed is kind of misguided and, and not as simple as it is. He does, like, remind her of the support system she has outside of that school, yeah. which is, like, him and Haru and Toru. And he's like, you know... Just try for it, and if it doesn't, if you if you if it gets hard again, come back here. Yeah, we'll be here for you. So he does get, like remind her, like she doesn't have to be perfect. She just has to try, and that like no matter what, they're they're gonna be waiting for her. Yeah, and like, they they'll be help there. her, which yeah. is good. That's like probably the most important thing. And I guess it's kind of like what it's this episode's going for. It's like look, like I have the support system over here in this house. And it, knowing that's giving me the courage to try to fight this head on. Yeah. It's just like, I, I just really don't want to give the implication that like her being a little kid being bullied is like on her to fix. Cause that's like not, she's one person and mm-hmm. she's already kind of beat down at this point. So I feel like if she does not succeed, it's not because she's, she was not good enough at trying clearly. No. Yeah. Yeah. And I think any efforts that she does make should just be applauded there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. She's doing this a big step. Yeah. 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 Totally. Um, speaking of progress made, we learned that Yuki also went through something similar, even though circumstances were different. He also went through a period where he didn't speak. Um, and we can only assume it's because of... The psychological torture. Uh, Yes. Yep. It's a different form of psychological torture than little girls in in school. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, yeah. So is there any, does it, does it surprise you at all? This kind of revelation that, that when he was younger, he went through a phase where he didn't speak um, or, or, or were you, or was this just like, well, of course he is, he's, he's gone through some trauma. I mean, it's not super surprising because like sometimes that's just how you cope is like by shutting down in that way. And yeah. so, and while like the, like his situation was obviously different and I'm glad that like he said that too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I think that's like, I think that's for anyone who's like dealing with like that like degree of like depression or anything is like knowing that like hey like I went through something similar though it's not the same as yours like because I think that's a a thing is where like that gets like misconstrued or like that it's it can almost be like offensive when people are like oh well like I get sad sometimes too and I'm like no you don't understand what depression is like (laughs) so um so I'm glad that like um like he 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 laid that down. So, but I mean, it's 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 really like not surprising that he would have like, especially because he had been isolated. Like, why? Yeah. Like, if you're in isolation for so for so long, like you like why you don't have any reason to speak. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so of course, like at some point, like you would just be like, okay, well, if I'm just gonna end up in this room alone, like why do I even bother talking? Yeah. Yeah. Um, there is, he was, he was ashamed of this period of his life and we don't hear him actually talk about it and openly engage with that moment until the end of the episode. That, I mean, that's really when mm-hmm. he, he bestows his, 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 uh, Toru moment with <laughs> to Kisa. Um, but let's talk about, because for one, I, when I first, saw that and saw his reaction I didn't get it I was I thought like why is he being so why is he so upset about this and then Toto once again teaches me something new and was and you know talks about her own experience with bullying while trying to get Kisa to open up open up and just says you know it's you do feel ashamed about your weaknesses you do feel embarrassed and 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 Whatever, and you're scared that people aren't going to love you. And he hears yeah. that mm-hmm. and just directly impacts him. And just you can tell the 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 you can just I feel like you could just tell it just again is another instance of just how much Toru just by being herself is impacting him. Because then we see just such an immediate kind of result of that 
Because that would happen, what, in the midway through the episode? And then immediately at the end, at the conclusion, we see the impact she has and how he's able to now be not afraid to engage with himself. It's all about her. Like, Toru is that, like, kind of, like, loving, consistent presence at the side that makes him feel more comfortable and brave to be, like, class president and to engage Mm -hmm. with Kisa. And I'll say one thing, like, I thought was really interesting when Toru was talking about her experience with bullying is, yeah, that line Beatrice about her saying, like, she was afraid her mom wouldn't love her anymore. I feel like that's such a good way of kind of giving voice to, like, you, you one, feeling ashamed that you could let yourself be bullied, and two, potentially believing, like, the things people say about you. Right. Yeah. When you're bullied to then assume, well, if I am this gross, terrible person... Who would want to love me? Like, either you're ashamed because you let it happen or you're ashamed because, like, maybe it's true. And I think that's, like, such a good point. <laughs> that really yeah. does. Like, like, there's so much truth behind that. And I really appreciate the show for kind of, like, highlighting that. Because, like, it's not a fun thing to, to acknowledge, but it's so true. And I don't know. It just, like, really jumped out at me at the time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just, I, I guess, like, the complexity of that of that feeling yeah, is mm-hmm. it's like, it's so hard to convey and Toru was able to explain it so eloquently that that just really struck me. Um, and also the magic of Toru like question. So we see, we meet Kisa's mom. We meet mm-hmm. her and no, like a lot of people were, when we talked about um, parents and previous podcasts, um, in the fruits basket world, a lot of pe- comments ma- said that it was different between that suggested that it was going to be different if the Zodiac was a girl than when the Zodiac was a boy and whether or not their mother rejects them or is overprotective. And I don't understand because this woman doesn't rejects Kisa as well. So yeah. I mean, kind of, I, I kind mean, of. Yeah, she kind of, she's not yeah. Miji's mom for sure. She right, didn't like right. twist her memory, but I think for her, like you, when she's introduced, like you see just how like tired and exasperated yeah. mm-hmm. is. She's just like at the end of a rope. She does not know what to do, which I think like again, th- this show seems very much to care about. At least so far, it's not saying that any of these moms are terrible people who hate their children, but just like really playing into the fact that this kind of situation is so uniquely difficult for these women who aren't super prepared to have these kinds of children. And they sometimes do their best, sometimes don't do their best to varying degrees. But I think like Kisa's mom... I like I feel bad for her. I also think like she's not making Kisa's life super easy, but like yeah. I do think yeah. that that phone call thing was definitely there for a reason to to try to convey that like she is really concerned about her, but she's also just like so like she doesn't she might not know what Kisa needs. If Kisa's not telling her about the bling, she doesn't know why she's not talking anymore. I could see that adding to her anxiety and concern about yeah. her daughter, but yeah. but that also just kind of exacerbating the whole frustration she has with the situation. She's like, well, is she not talking because she is possessed by a tiger spirit or (laughs) is is it special or is it could because like, I'm not doing a good job or is it because my kid's just weird? Like, I don't know, but I I care about her, but this is hard and I'm tired. And that's kind of the face she shows Kisa, like this tired concern, but like, just like not happy person. And I think that's why Kisa, like, again, like, isn't going to tell her because she doesn't want to disappoint her any more than she already is. So right, to me, right. it just like made the mom seem super complicated, but like, understandably so. And it just makes me like sad for all these parents, who, like don't know what to do with these kids. Yeah, I mean, yeah. honestly, maybe Ritsu has the best relationship with his mom so far. Like, I don't know. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think similar. so too. <laughs> Yeah, and that's, like, really interesting, because that's, like, the third mom we've gotten. Yeah. Okay, well, here's a question, because there's a very specific uh, thing that they did where they have darkness clouding her eyes, like, her eyes are very, uh, in the beginning, before Todu starts talking and explaining how, and getting through not only to Kisa, but she gets through to Kisa's mom, 
You know, because it's mm-hmm. once she says, like, she didn't know how to say it because she was afraid you weren't going to love her. And then suddenly this, like, this grayness, this dark shadow vanishes from her eyes and from her forehead. And Yuki had the same thing, too. When he was, like, while when he was watching it and before Tori really gets into it, he also has this kind of shadow over his eyes and has them all blank. And it's kind of like, is this kind of, uh, is the show trying to sh- give us kind of a, 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 a physical, uh, representation of the curse and how Todu is able to shatter it just by being Todu? Like, cause, and that's the thing. It's like the mom doesn't call until after we see the shadow disappears. So I'm like, is she on the way, on her way to getting, to a place where she can be a, a, a parent to Kisa or at least a, 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 a positive influence in Kisa's life. And is that thanks to Toru? Like, th- my question is, I have a theory that it's because of Toru that she's able to make that phone call. Do you agree with that theory? Oh, April? yeah, for sure. I definitely think so. Especially because, like, um, Again, I mean, like, we're, we're talking about, like, someone who's suffering, I mean, not, not, like, she's being bullied one, but it's causing such a depression in her that, she, you know, she stops talking. And so, like, like, her, the mom, I feel, I feel so bad. Like, Mich- everything Michelle said about the mom is just totally right, because it's complicated. Um, yeah. and she obviously does care, and it's easy, it's very easy at the beginning of the episode to kind of hate her for how she's treating Kisa, or how she approaches it. But then, mm-hmm. like, you're right, like, Toru, like, sort of explains how her situation played out. And so, it, it it's almost like it, like, you know, kind of like the, literally the clouds are parting and you're seeing like the other side or seeing through the darkness. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, like, I think that's it, April. Yeah. yeah. It's like, Toru, because, like, they you just are assuming the worst until mm-hmm. Toru brings up the fact that like, look, it's not that she like hates you and she doesn't trust you to tell you mom what's going yeah. on. She doesn't want to disappoint you. It's because she loves you that she doesn't want you to know about this because she's ashamed of it. And I think it's like, it all changes for both of them because they're both like thinking the worst because when you don't know what's going on, it's easy to assume the worst thing because that's kind of just where your mind naturally goes when you're worried. But Toru Mm -hmm. is able to like, kind of like set their fears aside by just like being honest about her own situation. And once the mom gets it, she's like, Oh wow. No, that's not it at all. Like, of course I still love you, my child. I was just really upset and concerned. And I feel like we get that even just through the phone call without her having to like say all that to Kisa on the moment, even though I honestly would have appreciated seeing it in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think even though I would have appreciated in the moment, I would have thought it happened too. It would have happened too fast. I think we needed them both to have that space and we needed Like, I I feel like in an ideal world, her mom was going to be the one to get her to talk. But I feel like this this allows for, I don't know, I feel like it would have maybe been too fast. Um, But let's talk about just very briefly of how adorable Kisa was, like, following (laughs) Toto around the house. I thought, like, and it, what was so funny was when, um, um, Toru, like, squeeze about it. She's, like, loving it, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, and I love when, when Kyo is just like, doesn't that, like, annoy you? And then she's like, yeah, it's so cute. <laughs> and then the dog is just like, obviously not. Um, but that was just, like, a really lovely thing. And then when, when Toru finally hears her speak and just, like, starts, uh-huh. like, sobbing and i'm just uh, like these two shouldn't be separated ever i love them so much the way um Toru was crying you would have thought that like kisa was her child and oh. been like so long that she'd been waiting for her to talk instead of like what like one day <laughs> yeah yeah totally yeah. so yuki and Toru have a lovely moment <laughs> that- <laughs> it's up there um, oh, yeah. So, I like, I, so Yuki's, like, and also, like, what I love is, like, Yuki's so, like, for instance, when he was giving Kisa that, when he was talking to her, he even said, like, he was aware of how important Toru had become to Kisa, and he was like, don't worry, she'll be here. 
for mm-hmm. whenever you need her, she's going to be here. Mm-hmm. Without Kisa even mentioning Tony, he was like, don't worry. Because he's just, he's so aware <laughs> that it's like Tony is like the center of life itself. And there's like a moment where he just like is like with her, like where uh Kisa is like sleeping on Toju's lap or something and so cute. Like, mm-hmm. And he just like rests his head on her on her shoulder and just, just like, just let me have this. Let me Yeah. Have- no, it's like he when he was like watching him from the side of the house and she like like went into Toto's arms and he's probably thinking like I want that yeah yeah that mm-hmm. right there I want to do that so it was his chance to get the physical <laughs> affirmation and support he so desperately hungered for yeah yeah, yeah. and I just we can't have a Yuki centric episode without a moment between the two of them and it she's was been very gracious that way I appreciate it a lot yeah yeah and. Here's something that's surprising. Kill's kind of disappeared these past couple episodes, right? Like he's been kind of yeah, yeah. Even yes, even when they, even when they were all talking in the rooftop about Kisa and her situation, Kyo wasn't there. So mm-hmm. I'm thinking <laughs> he wasn't even there. <laughs> so I'm thinking like, does, is this there. some weird cat thing where he feels intimidated by a tiger because a tiger's like a big <laughs> cat? Or Yo, she could totally take him as a tiger. She's bigger than him already. You know, I think, like, is that what's happening? Like, why is he so absent? I mean, am I the only one who's been feeling his absence um, lately or or, or what? Or is it just because I've been gone? So maybe that's why. No, he like, doesn't know how to talk about feelings and stuff yet. So he's like, well, I'm not going to be any use to your conversation. I'll just do my own thing till this is resolved. Because, right. like, what, what kind of advice would he give? Like, I honestly don't know if he were yeah. there. Yeah. I'm not saying that he needs – I'm not saying that he needed to be part of, like, the whole Kisa thing. But I think because just thinking about how this these episodes have been released, we had the – um, Arisa centric episodes for two weeks. We had that. Then we have, um, this. It's like three weeks of like no, no kill anything. And then we do, and even, and there's like slightly some Yuki stuff in here. Um, and as we're going to talk about in episode 19, there's again no, no kill. So are you feeling the absence of kill? I guess is the best, is what I'm asking. Like, do you miss the mystery of his? life and his problems like we were kind of ignoring him a little bit do you miss the mystery of his life <laughs> i don't know it was just so great i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> but do you <laughs> i mean like i i feel like we're purposely like not talking about him right now mm-hmm. because i feel like something much because like we still have to talk about his part of the curse or whatever and so like i feel like like we're purposely like not focusing in on that because like it's gonna either it's gonna require more time or we're just not getting to it right now and so, like, it seems like whenever we're, like, I guess, focusing on healing a specific character, then we sort of start to see them more. And so, like, that's why, like, we're seeing a little bit more of Yuki, because, like, it, like, despite, you know, the other characters, like, you know, being introduced and, like, we're addressing their issues, like, we're also, like, helping, like, Yuki at the same time. And so, like, but, like, Kyo's whatever Kyo's got going on does not relate to everybody else. And so that's just why he's not like there. Um, because again, like we're, we're building out like that support network, but like Kyo's very, like still very removed from that because his, ex- yeah. I mean, everyone has their own experiences, but his seem even more so removed from everyone else. So yeah. he's like in a different situation. He's in a different place. And it may also like tie back into the fact that like, I, I mean, like, He's the cat of the family, and so, like, he doesn't right. necessarily always get included in the first place, and so, like, 
you know, it kind of just, like, plays back into, like, the Soma family thing where they're like, oh, well, we have to exclude Kyo, like, in our family healing process, so yeah. whatever. You, yeah, you just made an excellent point, which is, and it's something where if you don't think about Kyo, you don't really see it, which is, he, it, like, this very much felt like the inner Soma circle, and he very much felt out of it. Yeah. So it's kind of, it's one of those, it's a decision that was very clearly made when, when this was being written, when this was being, and then in, in the anime, when this was being remade in the anime, where it's like, this is a Soma issue and Kyo is not there. Like, this is a, a, a crisis in the Soma clan. Kisa isn't speaking. She's being bullied. We don't know how to help her. She's not going to school. Kyo, like, left school too. Like, he yeah. went to the mountains and trained. And again, no one had this kind of crisis thing. Every no one kind of only got together. Kagura. She's probably the only exactly. one of all the yeah. rest of the Somas who cared at all. Exactly. So I love that observation, April, because it it does really capture just how much distance there still remains, and how the so and how much how poor how the Somas treat how treat Kyo as the outsider. Um. So, yes, that is very worth noting. I didn't think about it before. Um, so, yeah, I think that that does it for this episode. We still have an, an entire other episode to talk about. Um, is there... <laughs> but um, any kind of remaining thoughts about episode 18 before we move on? Anything you want to add if we haven't talked about it yet? I just this can't wait the- to see more Kisa. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I feel like we're not done with her. <laughs> I hope not. Yeah, I feel like everyone's gonna come back at least twice. I feel like that has to happen. To just check in on their progress, if nothing else. Yeah. Or to get more like tidbits of them linked to the family. Mm-hmm. I, I was Haru was very like my attractiveness to Haru increased again in the beginning. Like not only was he carrying a baby cat. <laughs> he was like covered in rainwater, and he had his and he sleeves was... rolled up. Yeah, and yeah. It's just oh, it was all so good, and also Yuki's also very attractive. These are very shallow comments, but I felt them deeply. <laughs> I was like, Yuki's so pretty. I want more episodes with Yuki all the time. His hair is so nice, and what Haru? I mean, just the whole episode of those two together that could be perfect. I will say. Um, that shot of him leaning on Todu's shoulder added yeah. more. Like they were like, we need to like. It was like he's what? always been reading the yeah. Mm-hmm. Not just more into it, but like they were like, we need to we need to draw him really well in this shot, uh-huh. like more so. We need to like amp it up because there were just certain lines and certain details that I noticed in the way that he was drawn that made it stand out from other shots of his. So I'm taking note of this. <laughs> so, just so you know animation studio i am being i'm aware of what you're I'm doing i'm on to you, <laughs> on on to you. <laughs> we are on to you um but yeah so let's move on to episode 19 lot to talk about in episode 19 let's just start with a disclaimer um about this segment uh First, we just, I want to make it clear, all of us here are all cisgendered women. We aren't speaking from experience when we start talking about this episode. We aren't the ones who are negatively impacted by any of the grossness of this episode. So when we do start to engaging with a lot of this stuff, mainly the transphobia in this episode, just letting you know that the, the, we, there is a limit to just how we feel felt in this episode how we experience this episode there is a limit to that um so just disclaimer um but we have to talk about it because there's just the grossness of this episode was so bad that it would be worse for us to ignore it so there's the show doesn't do a great job in what it's trying i don't know what it's trying to do is the thing and i, I don't know what it's trying to yes. do either. it's so confusing because like, i kept thinking like is this like just a really bad way to write a trans character without committing or is this not a trans character in which case why are we bringing in like the whole cross-dressing thing and he even has that line about how like he started wearing women's clothing because he felt more comfortable 
that oh, way. Hey, yeah. Oh, what what does that mean? Like it's just such a weird middle ground that makes no sense to me at all. Yeah. 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 I mean, all right, so Sorry, April, were you going to say something? No, I was just agreeing because it's just, like, I don't, I, I'm w- I'm with you guys. Like, I don't understand what we were hoping to accomplish. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, or where, I, I just don't, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, so, like, I think, Michelle, I think you hit, hit the, one of the main issues with this episode in particular, which is that, the way that they deal with, uh, the way that they present this whole thing, it, they're, they're, okay, so, uh, before we, uh, recorded this episode, I talked to Sarah of, um, from OVA, uh, who is a trans woman, and she, uh, I kind of, I just kind of tried to, like, figure out my thoughts, and I was like, I need your help trying to figure this out because I don't quite understand how like I don't know how to put this into words um and she said something that was uh because she saw the episode and she said something that was that was uh I thought like really captured the issue one of the issues of the episode which is that every serious moment displays Ritsu as like a trans woman but like all the jokey scenes about Ritsu or at least most of them like the ones that aren't making fun of him, like apologizing like crazy, are making fun of him for dressing as a woman. So like if it's a serious moment, you can easily read Ritsu as going through a trans experience. But then in the jokey moments, you read Ritsu as just a man who's wearing women's clothing. And that's something that should be made fun of. And that's not OK. That's very disgusting and gross and Michelle, you're right. It's like this weird middle ground that I don't understand what the purpose of it is. Like, why? Yeah. 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 Like, April was saying, like, what are we accomplishing here? Like, this is even, this is even stranger to me than the fact that we have, like, canonically gay and bi characters on the show and how that's always, like, has negative connotations to it and other characters respond negatively Mm -hmm. to it. Because this is like, if he's not trans, why why even go there like yeah if yeah. this is yeah and i was like honestly and i i was telling these two guys this before the podcast but like i was so confused about like the motive of the show that i went on the wiki and there there so the wiki lays out the situation for ritsu here it says like he's extremely apologetic has very low self-esteem and a tendency to overreact to ease his nerves he dresses in women's clothing because he says he then feels less pressure from society, which to me seems like a very weird way to just get into this whole character because like less pressure to, to perform masculinity, like less pressure. How? And like, it, and nobody, like the thing is like, we don't find out that he is a man until Toru bumps into him and everyone else is just acting like it's, like him presenting as a woman is totally normal, which like makes sense if it is a trans thing. But if it's not a trans thing, why aren't they just like upfront about that? Why is it this like weird reveal and then treated as a joke later? Yeah, it's just very non-committal, but like so negative anyway. So like, why even go here? I see, honestly don't understand. See, and you reading that wiki thing really pisses me off because it suggests that being a man in society is exactly much easier. more difficult than being a yeah. woman in society. It's crazy. Uh, it was that easier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that, that, okay. that really annoys me. Um, and yeah, it's just, I don't, this, the way that the, the, the show's presenting, um, Ritsu, like if a transphobic person watched, this episode they'd be like well yeah of course because trans men aren't men and trans women aren't women they're just men in women's clothing or women in men's clothing and this episode just confirms that in a way it's like it's that's kind of what it's saying in in this weird way and yet on the other end it's also showing a flashback to to um to ritsu trying on um women's clothing for the and first he time loves it. Yeah. he's really he happy. happy 
happy. The episode is giving off these mixed messages, and it's so... Are they trying, and they're just failing? I don't think they're even trying. I think this is just, like, problematic, and they're just trying to have their cake and eat it, too, where they're like, oh, look, we're going to basically hijack the trans experience and make fun of it somehow, and just... yeah. The more I look at this wiki thing, like the more I'm trying to like, so, so maybe in a weird convoluted way that was not explained very well through the episode, w- what they're trying to get out is like, maybe he, he displays like, you know, he has a lot of anxiety. So maybe he's like nervous and awkward and shy, which are traits I suppose you could code as feminine. So it was like maybe an issue of like, he wasn't, he wasn't seeming masculine enough to perform it to a degree where he felt confident. And so for him, it was easier to, to dress as a woman because of his personality, lending itself easier to like a, a, a strictly feminine binary, but that he never identified as it was just all about like, just trying to pass for the sake of, see, that's crazy too see? though. Cause it's like, cause that means like, to be a man, you have to be a certain way. And to be a woman, you have to be a certain way. And clearly he doesn't fit into that either. So why not just be like, you can be an anxious, timid man and still be a hundred percent a man. And it doesn't take away from your authenticity if that's the, the greater message. So like any way you cut it, it's just bad. Yeah. I, there's just I no, don't, there's nothing, there's no good, like, <laughs> no. And, and, and the more that you, like, talk about that wiki, like, the more oh angry God. I get. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's really bad. Like, I don't know who wrote it. Maybe it's not even true. But, like, it's the only thing I have to try to make sense of this. But it just makes it even worse in some ways. I, I don't know. I'm just, I think the show, like, I don't know what, I don't, I just don't know what the show is. What was the point of all this with the show? I really don't know, like, what they were trying to do. And I think the most egregious thing of, the entire episode is in the episode, like Litsu identifies as a man, uses yeah. he, him pronouns, like identifies as a man. But whatever the case, someone else, and it's always the dog, because of course it's always the freaking <laughs> dog, is like the most egregious thing of the episode is that you have someone that's not you telling people your gender identity yeah you know, that like was revealing your awful. gender without your consent without your approval like it's like it's like whoever you like that's not something you just tell like that's not something like for someone to just say about you you know what i mean it's it, that's something you say you know that's if if i don't know if that's just such a breach of 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 trust of courtesy it's kind yeah, of like privacy yeah yeah it's privacy and 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 I, I'm not surprised it's the dog, like, at all. Of course it's the dog, the one who does the most horrible thing. Um, so, yeah, this, I don't, I don't care, you, sh- you dog lovers, come at me. He's the worst. <laughs> he is the absolute worst. Yeah, this is um, not a good episode for Shigure, because, like, on top of him just, like, really messing with Ritsu and, like, having him like apologize for all this stuff like for his own benefit just to, like just to mess with him he's also constantly messing with his editor this episode too i'm just like yeah. look at these two poor people you're just stressing out for your own amusement like come on this is painful now it's like the whole episode yeah not a good yeah. look she really yeah i mean um yeah, so let's talk about something else that that really kind of stood out to me. I'm curious to see where you guys stand on this. The imagery of suicide is very prevalent in this Oh, episode. yeah. Oh, yes. I just forgot the editor also had that news at one point. That's <laughs> yeah. true. Oh, yeah. my God. Um, and this isn't the first time the editor has, like, you know, has has had moments where she's it, it's treated as a joke it's treated as 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 like an extremist kind of joke kind of like oh god like surprise we have a noose or oh god she's about to to, to she has like an, uh, a, a razor uh, a, i think a razor. Time. Yeah. yeah she had a razor last time i don't know I, for me i just felt like it was the way it was presented as a joke was off-putting but what really kind of set me off was you know, after the whole, like, coffee spilling over the manuscript, and it's, like, you have Ritsu, like, freaking out, and then you see him 
on about to jump off the building and no one but Toru is freaking out. Like only Toru is freaking out. She's the only one taking this seriously. And so weird because like the tone of the whole thing with him on the roof is kind of not that serious. But the fact that Toru goes on the roof implies that it could be a life or death situation. But then like when she's having her whole monologue, like it's supposed to be uplifting, but it's just really weird juggling those two things together. Like suicide uplifting monologue on the roof. It, it feels a little disconcerting. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I think, and not just that, but I think because for most of the episode, they've used suicide or suicide attempts as a joke that when you actually get to this point, no one's taking it as no one's taking it seriously. And yeah, like, that is the problem. Yeah. Like that is the problem of mm-hmm. making light of something like this. It's like when it actually is, going to happen, no one's taking it seriously. The only one who's taking it seriously is Toru, who who has this speech and, you know, and some of the stuff she says is, like, really kind of alludes to possibly her experience after she lost her mother. Maybe she did think about uh, how... Yeah. You kind of get that vibe. You know, she said something about how, and I'm paraphrasing, but she says something about how... um, being too like you shouldn't be ashamed for wanting to live even if you don't have a reason a specific reason to live or whatever and yeah it's terrifying or whatever and it just kind of alludes to maybe she went through something like this like how does that change your perspective of toru like does that give you kind of more does that surprise you because toru is such a positive force of nature (laughs) I mean, I I think the thing with Toru is whenever we learn these hard truths, it's always because she's talking about somebody else and kind of brings it up to 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 show that like, look, I I kind of understand sort of what you're going through because this similar thing also happened to me. I feel like that's how she's been able to kind of get through to most people. I mean, I think it, it's kind of like the same as hearing that she got bullied. It's like it doesn't entirely surprise you, but it's like that's a really serious thing that. I don't think we'll ever get a significant flashback of, but like Toru, I wish you could share that with somebody and have them yeah. be there for you mm-hmm. instead of just being able to use it to help other people. Cause like you got your own demons girl and they're piling up and I'm concerned yeah. about that. Mm-hmm. So like, I believe it, but it's also like what, yeah, if her mom was like her reason for being and her sense of selfhood was tied to her mom and her mom being loving and supportive, that could have died with her mom for a period of time. I think she she does also imply that, like, she's finding a new sense of purpose through all these new friends she has, and that's, like, the new most important thing to her, the thing that yeah. she's fighting to yeah. live for, to be there for them and for them to be there for her. But, yeah, it definitely implies in, like, a very casual way, a, a super dark moment in Toru's past that... She, she might not ever bring up again, but like I'm concerned about now that I know about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, April, do you think she's never going to bring this up again? Like, is it like this I, is just something we learn? I think it's just something that we learn, which is like, mm-hmm. I again, it like adds to that whole like let's make light of this subject because I don't think that's fair if if that's the right word to use because like. Like, you're, okay, one, you're already not taking the subject seriously, which, um, I'm really upset about as well, you know, considering, because it's such a serious topic, and especially, like, for me, it's something, like, that I'm super passionate about, and for, and so, like, like, all, all of, like, mental, like, getting, okay, anyway, I'm rambling, because I'm upset. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's okay <laughs> that's okay thank you i appreciate that but um but yeah like i think that's something that like should be talked about and if you're truly i think that if you're really at a place of like you know betterment then it's something that you would i would say be willing to and i mean obviously you you don't have to tell anyone you don't have to shout it from the rooftops 
But because it's it's your story, you tell what you want. You don't have to, you know, tell people if you don't want to. But so that I guess it's one of those things where I don't I don't think we'll we'll ever get to hear about it. But I think it would be something that I, like I personally would want to know because again, like Toru has not had the easiest go of things, and if there's anything that could like help us, like help her or help have anyone help her. Um, because sometimes she does need help, but she's not always the best at asking for it. And so people have she to rely never on... She never asks. She never yeah. asks. And so, yeah. so people have to rely on context clues, and that's not the best way to, like, ask for help if you need it. Yeah. Or even, like, you know what I mean? Because nothing, like, upsets me more whenever people are like, oh, well, like, it's always the happiest people that you have to look out for. And I mean, that there's a level of, like, truth in that, but then also, like you should make it a point to, like, continuously check in on your friends, especially if you know something like that about them. Like, um, I think I, like, saw a commercial recently on TV where they're just like, oh, like, is there a silent moment? Like, this would be a great time to make sure, like, your friend is okay. And I was like, wow, that is, like, the simplest thing, but it's also, like, the most impactful thing. Because all it takes sometimes is just someone being like, hey, you doing all right? Like, you know, just just that small check-in, like, is everything. Especially if, like, it's something that you're going through, um, you know, that you're trying to work through. So, yeah, I... And then, yeah, so many feelings. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I mean, at least uh, we, we're seeing somewhat progress in that the Soma's, like, Yuki is now helping other people go to help them get through hardship. If only he could direct that attention to Toru. Right. For once. Yeah, that you think nice. that's the next logical step. They're pretty close friends now. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't think it'd be out of the the blue to, to ask her some more stuff, but... I mean, I feel like the show also, like, is very much, like, we're going to focus on one character per episode, and right. that's it, yeah. and maybe we'll get back to some of the ones you already know about, but who knows when? Like, the Maybe we'll stuff, touch on it. <laughs> maybe we'll touch on it, but, like, who knows when that'll happen. So, like, yeah. maybe he will, but, like, I feel like there have been a lot of opportunities and it hasn't happened yet, so it's probably going to have to be plot-related for it to come back, which is right, kind of right. sad, but, yeah. yeah. I will say... Props to Ritsu because it took him like one lesson from Toru to help someone else. Yeah. Because he helps yeah. he helps Mikchan, he helps the, the editor. editor. Mm-hmm. Whereas it took the others, what, eighteen episodes to get there? <laughs> so so um yeah, so props to Ritsu for that. Um is there anything else about this episode that is there something about this episode that didn't annoy you? Something that you you saw there you're like, "Oh, that's fun." That's like that's interesting. Um, In particular that you're like, "Oh, I I do like this moment." Uh I I think Ritsu is adorable. Um mm-hmm. even though he apologizes a lot, which is fine. <laughs> um I get it. I understand where you get it. Um, dear sweet child. But, um, like, I hope that we get to see Ritsu again because he, he was enjoyable and, you know, hopefully we can do things better. I don't know. <laughs> when, when you come back around. Um, and he looks amazing in, like, all of the outfits that he was in. I was very impressed. So. Yeah, the editor even has it lunch. She's like, oh, you got to teach me how to wear a kimono later because you're so sweet. good at it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I will say I find it very interesting that when Toru and the editor find out about him being male, they never follow that up by, like, demanding answers for his his physical presentation. Yeah. They, they just both kind of roll with it. Which, again, like, is great, but also very confusing because, like, everyone gave Momiji so much crap for wearing his school outfit, but, like, they, like, don't care about... The- I, I don't know what the logic of the show is, like, wh- which things they're willing to fight battles over and which they just let slide. But, I mean, like, I'm glad that they're just rolling with it, but, like, that also seems a little out of character for this show. I mean, I will say... M- and maybe this is reaching, but
But maybe the reason they don't want Momiji to wear to like in like they don't want him to dress a certain way it's because they're scared that he's gonna turn up like like Ritsu which is also like that's not a good look if that's the if that's how I'm supposed to read it that's not a good look for any of them um and Tori like was fine with Momiji wearing whatever he wanted to so Mm -hmm. she's always been consistently like extremely supportive of whatever a person like wants she's always been super supportive in that sense I think that's part of why I appreciate it so much from the editor, too, because, like, this is also the only episode she's gotten to show, like, a more normal side that's not hysterically on the verge of insanity with Shigure. And she has a really nice conversation with him on the way back about, like, oh, I get too frustrated and I'm trying to work on that. And she, like, wants to be friends with him and he's like oh really you sure you want to be my friend she's like yeah i want to be a friend and just like she finds out Mm -hmm. shigure says a thing that's not his to say which is really uncool but she like just kind of rolls with this new information and it doesn't change anything she still wants to be his friend she she has no problem with him presenting however he wants and we like for someone we don't know that much about i just like it's striking to me that she's that chill but i'm like eternally grateful Maybe she'll be a really good friend to him, and that yeah. that would be nice. Yeah. I want to see them be friends and go kimono shopping together. Yeah, Aww, I want that episode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, same, same. Rooting for for that friendship. Rooting for the Richan Mitan friendship. Oh, um, yeah, right. It even rhymes. It's like it's it's like <laughs> it's the BFF friendship we needed. Um. All right. Well. Um. If. That's all you have to say. I think we can wrap it up. Any kind of closing thoughts you have on these two episodes before we leave? I hope the next two episodes are better. I want more Yuki drama. Somebody tell Toru how you feel so we can get over this triangle already. Come on. Yeah. We're ready to dive head first into the triangle. Give us the drama. Give us one of them feeling sad because they they know the other one likes her sitting out in the rain crying tears and then (laughs) someone finds them and they talk about it and it all works out and they grow and learn give us that i live for that please show i i'm ready we almost i mean (laughs) i mean we we were so close to getting that in the beginning of episode 18 because it was raining it was yuki and toru It was it was right there, oh. and, and he was saying like he was saying something about his feelings about his true self, and she goes like, "What are you, what? what? You just stopped talking. What were you saying?" And it's like, and then we got Kisa, which I can't oh. complain about. But I mean, I could complain been... about her, but I'm but still. He, he could have talked about the hat for one thing. Like, what is that oh, coming well, back? Yeah. Well, what is wrong? When is the hat coming? Yeah, back? when are we gonna get Real the hat? Talk. Where's that hat? Hat watch. How many episodes? Four? This feels like a lot. We haven't talked about the hat. It's, it's, oh, wow. I completely forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. It's time, show. It's time to either give us the hat, give us some progress with Kyo. Like, come on. It's time. Um, Yeah. We, I I feel like we need something with Kyo soon because I, I, you know, I kind of miss him a little bit. Just a little. (laughs) It does feel like the, the the lack of Kyo Beatrice pointed out really does feel like the calm before the storm because I feel like if we're not going to mm-hmm. touch on him for this long, it's because it's building to something super dramatic. Yeah. All right. But uh, that does it for us. You can find out all the info on this podcast at OverTheAnimated.com. You can join us on Discord to text chat about animation at OverTheAnimated.com slash Discord. You can support us via Patreon at Patreon.com slash OverTheAnimated. Thanks to all our current patrons, especially our patron of the podcast, Simon. And thanks, as always, to our Patreon executive producers, Ryan, Steve, Alex, Beatrice, Hugh, Michael, and Needle. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.